In the last episode, Coffee to the Rescue, we talked about Satinbird, a Chinese coffee brand, and its philanthropic effort of donating to Wuhan's hospitals during the height of the coronavirus last year, with a brief mention of its sustainability plan, Project Return. This time, let's go deeper into it. Hello again, it's me, TLU. As you know, this podcast on Earth China is produced by Tian Cha with a focus on the narratives behind Chinese brands that are too good to miss. Through Tian Cha's eyes, you'll see brands in their own light as well as relish in their touching stories, inspiring ideas, and life-changing experiences. Tune in, subscribe, and find out more about exciting Chinese brands. You won't be disappointed. In the perfect reality, brands would all like to be sustainable and environmentally friendly. But when it comes down to costs and actual commitments, only a few are stepping up for Mother Earth. Here comes Satinbird and its founder, Wu Jun, with a plan of doing a little extra for the environment. Not only has Satinbird initiated a biannual recycling tradition in May and October, it has now scaled up and evolved into a full-blown, immersive social gathering. This is episode two, Church of the Bird, in which you'll hear about Satinbird's project return and how one man's thinking beyond the transactional value paves way for achieving cult status in an enthusiastic community of super users. It was August 28th, 2019, when Satinbird, a coffee brand established in 2015, came out with an announcement to repurpose the used pods, the packaging of its signature freeze-dried coffee, by asking consumers to exchange them for new coffee pods or limited edition merchandise. Wu doesn't want to just sell coffee; he wants to help his coffee drinkers participate in a sustainability movement. Little does he know. This is the onset of a biannual fiesta for vloggers and influencers, and the merchandise that derives from this event will become the sought-after prizes for many, possibly rivaling his star products. Project Return, the name for this event, centers around the idea of sustainability by repurposing used coffee pots. Let's keep in mind. That currently, the greenest thing that a competitor is doing is simply offering membership points when consumers mail back empty packaging. Clearly, Satinbird wants to arise above the standard. Situated in Changsha, Hunan, a central region in China, known for spicy foods and stinky but delicious tofu's, Satinbird is at odds with the local ready-to-drink ecosystem. A place where tea mega brands reign and take over almost every street corner, just like in Japan, where convenience stores are at each block, tea shops are seen at every noticeable block, with gigantic crowds queuing up for their sugared-up drinks. For Wu, Satinbird needs to push extra hard in the ready-to-drink ecosystem if it wishes to expand beyond Changsha. A place yet to be known for coffee drinking, to a space where consumers genuinely appreciate coffee. Wu knows that he desperately needs a legion of coffee evangelists, 
defending and propagating his brand. As he comes face to face with his Gen Z super users over the years, Wu realizes that Saturnbird is no longer just a brand, but can gravitate towards a belief system that transcends the transactional relationship, where it has answers to their values on philanthropy, sustainability, ethical accountability, as well as lifestyle. He has but one choice: turn Saturnbird into a mega church. With loyal, engaging super users, this is achieved through Project Churn in three golden steps. First, simplify the joining process. Second, personalize the experience. And third, involve and engage members. Step one: simplify the joining process. With the aid of technology and social media. Wu ensures a simple and transparent procedure for project returns returning process. Not only is he creating a WeChat app exclusively for that, he makes sure all the social media accounts are notifying participants way ahead of time. All these efforts are done to remove friction during the process of converting consumers to super users. So why is removing friction important? Because once frustration and slowing down occur during signing up, potential super users can be deterred and lose interest. So the goal here is to have an app, but not an overly complicated app. The returning begins with each participant logging onto the app and registering as a returner. He or she will have a chance to choose however many merchandise, with the corresponding pots that he or she can bring. Then the returner chooses the pickup location. The reservation lasts for about a week, within which the returner can still adjust the number of merchandise to be exchanged, and this also gives some leeway to prepare for the actual event. Here we have Wu taking Robbie Kelman Baxter's idea of the membership economy to heart, as he also gamifies the returning process. The app is designed like a quasi-game, with a little intro featuring Saturnbird's little mascots searching the mysterious planet in the vast universe. Once the player enters the game realm, he or she will amass points and exchange merchandise accordingly. Out of curiosity, I signed up for the returning. Even though it was the third installation, it was actually my first time as a returner. I stopped by a coffee shop that hosted Project Return on a Friday afternoon. The procedure that I underwent was surprisingly fast and hassle-free. I went in and exchanged my empty pots for the merchandise that were reserved for me. All I needed to do was provide my designated returner QR code. Step two: Personalize the experience. To each of the super users, Project Return is a highly personalized event. Some are in it for ethical commerce, while others are for social media hype. Whatever the cause, it speaks to each individual directly. A sense of goodwill, belonging, or loyalty prompts influencers and amateurs alike to upload and share their immersive experience. Through different blogs, plugs, and vlogs posted, those didn't get a chance to participate can relive the event through the eyes of those who did. Are highly likely to be converted to participants for the next time around, and so the cycle begins. Step three: involve and engage members. Wu has always been a listener, 
In fact, he navigates the social media like a creature in its natural habitat. He enjoys reading comments left by his super users, actively tapping into their feedbacks and suggestions to upgrade service. Something he's keen to since the founding of Zandenberg. With Project Return, he's no different. In fact, he purposely invites super users as on-site volunteers, knowing this mission call will be met with great enthusiasm. Using volunteers will mean low cost, since implementing manpower across 43 cities can be a hefty investment. As I hang around the coffee shop, I notice the volunteers were especially welcoming and professional. They patiently answered all of my questions despite being on site for the whole day. To me, they seem like the perfect Sattenberg brand ambassadors, friendly, chatty, and incredibly well prepared to speak on behalf of Sattenberg, even though there was no payment involved. From what I've seen. Project Return promotes a sense of unity within the community, as volunteers are fulfilling their sense of duty. In my case, being professional and ready to answer all questions about Project Return, and also attracting new super users as they appear as fitting and confident brand ambassadors in the process. Wu wants to build brand engagement that transcends beyond transactions, and in the process, transforming Sattenberg into a belief system that goes beyond the brand. With Project Return, he's capitalizing on its immersive offline experience that fulfills a higher ethical purpose, and successfully converts consumers and possibly non-coffee drinkers into coffee evangelists for Sattenberg. What I do have a question about Project Return is, what really happens to all the return pods? There hasn't been an official answer as of yet. Let's just hope Wu will fulfill his initial promise, and Project Return will not turn into a marketing ploy. Thank you for tuning into On Earth China. Up next, in celebration of the Women's Month, we'll go behind the amazing stories of female leaders and founders. Whether you're listening for investment opportunities, academic interests, or just out of plain curiosity, you're more than welcome to stay connected with Tiancha. You know it's extremely demanding to be an original content creator. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share, and/or leave a comment. This will serve as a huge encouragement to us. Thank you. Enjoy your day, and we'll live the stories behind brands next time.